This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Well, the world champions, France, are the group favourites when it comes to Group D. Welcome along to Extra Time. This is our World Cup edition for Bet Rivers, of course. We're talking you through an intriguing group here in the company of Steve Wiss and James Eastham. Uh, Steve, is it a two-way scrap for top spot here? France are the favourites, but Denmark are a very good side as well. Absolutely. You're completely right, Dan. In my personal opinion... The top two places are very, very easy to, to pick from here. I think we've got two very, very good sides. And I think we've got two very, very poor sides, to put it bluntly. don't want to mean any disrespect to uh, Tunisia and Australia. We'll come to them soon. But I do think it's very straightforward who, who qualifies from the group. It's just a question of who wins the group. You tend to feel, James, uh, that Tunisia and Australia, they are going to have to show significantly better form than we've seen recently for them to qualify. Yes, definitely, Dan. I would echo what Steve said there. I think looking through the World Cup groups, some of them, it's very difficult to say who the top two are. Uh, you know, you've got some groups with two teams, three teams, even four teams with a chance. That is not the case here. This is arguably the clearest group in terms of the two teams who should go through and the two teams who will struggle. And, and you're right. I think Australia and Tunisia, there's very little in their records recently or in their historic records at World Cups to suggest they can go through in this group. So, yeah, it would be a huge shock, I think, if either of them did make it through to the knockout stages. Prices look like this at time of recording, and of course they can fluctuate. Uh, France, minus 215. They are group favourites. Denmark, plus 250. This is to win the group. Tunisia, plus 1,200. Australia, plus 1,800 to qualify. Minus 2,500 make the top two for uh, France very, very sure. Minus 335 uh, for Denmark, as you can see there, with Tunisia and Australia bigger prices. Check out the Bet River site for all of the various bets we can have, uh, you can have when it comes to the group stages. Uh, James, we're going to talk about France first and foremost here. Uh, minus 250 or thereabouts to, to win the group. I mean, I looked at the, the, the qualifying um, the qualifying. They beat Ukraine, Finland, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Kazakhstan. Um, they were unbeaten, but I, I, it wasn't the most straightforward, or was it? What's your, what's your thoughts on France's passage to the World Cup final? Um, yeah, it wasn't the most straightforward. There were a few times they were slightly nervous about where they sat in the group, if you look at how the results uh, fell. Um, interesting from a tactical point of view to see what they did during those qualifiers. Uh, Didier Deschamps changed from the back four uh, that he 
uh, he won the World Cup with four years ago to a back three for a lot of those qualifiers. What's interesting about the tactics that we'll see France use in the World Cup is that when he announced his squad for the World Cup, Didier Deschamps said he will actually be using a back four. So there's a bit of instability there with France. We've seen them use this back three a lot in those qualifiers you've mentioned, but they're going to go into the tournament and use a back four. So there's some doubts about whether this team really has settled into any sort of shape going into the tournament, um, what sort of form some of the players are in. And the big question about France, Dan, going into the World Cup is, yeah, how well can you do without your top two midfielders? That's the big question because for France, Paul Pogba and Angolo Kanta are both out of the World Cup. If you'd lost one of those two, you'd probably be okay because you've got somebody like uh, Aurelien uh, Chouameni who can come into the side. But France are going into the World Cup without both of those guys who were so important when they won this World Cup uh, four years ago. So that really, for me, is the big question about France. And then looking at the betting markets, it becomes a question of their favourites to win the group, which is fair, you would say. But is their price really good value when they're going into the tournament with a few question marks? I'm not so sure that it is. Pogba, no, Kante, and maybe problems for the world champions and, of course, Nations League winners as well. Let's not forget about that, Steve. But those two are a big miss. And Varane is a question mark with fitness as well. How do you see Francis Jones? Well, if we look at the, the price uh, for them to win the, the group, Dan, uh, at minus 215, I think you can take that on. I am going to take them on. My personal pick to win the group is actually Denmark at plus 250. I'll talk about Denmark, obviously, in a bit. But I've got, I've got a big question mark about France at the goalkeeper position. Now, Hugo Lloris, his career has obviously been very, very good. I just don't feel he's now at the elite level compared to some other goalkeepers in the world. And I, do, I think if you are going to win this tournament, I think you need a top-class keeper. Now, I'm not saying he can't turn it on suddenly in this, but it is a question mark for me. James has mentioned a, a couple of other areas which you know there's definitely some more question marks and the injury situation hasn't been as, as ideal for them they still have a lot a lot of quality the France and, and in terms of the long-term aspect of it they there's potentially some tough draws along the way as well but in terms of this group specifically let's face it both France and Denmark should be beating Tunisia and Australia so then it comes down to their match against each other Denmark actually have a very good recent head-to-head -head against France. They beat them in Paris um, not too long ago. And, you know, even if that match finishes a draw, then you're looking at goal difference to win the group. And um, I just think in terms of the betting markets here, plus 250 on Denmark, minus 215 for France. Get why France are the favourites, they're the deserving favourites. On paper, man for man, pound for pound, at a team, at a squad. But you've got to look at value sometimes. I think they, as a favourite here in this market, such a clear favourite, you would think, oh, they're a shoo-in to win all three group games. They're not a shoo-in to beat Denmark at all. So I'm happy to take them on. Just one more on France, James, with you before we talk about Denmark. I mean, people are going to look at Mbappe and Benzema up front. They're not going to worry too much about what's further back because they've got talent going forward. Could that be enough for them to win the group and go deep into the World Cup final? It could be. Yes, they do have talent up front, Benzema and Mbappe. Griezmann obviously hasn't been in the best of form at club level, but looks like he's still a shoo-in to be in the starting eleven uh, for France. He's been such a great player for them for so long. So that's a huge asset. Um, it's slightly uncertain at the moment how they'll actually line up. Will they play with one central striker and two wide, or will it be two behind one or one behind two? So 
few uncertainties there, but they're sort of minor issues given how, how good they are. And I think, yeah, looking at the group, those players, I think, will be looking at the two games against Australia and Tunisia and seeing that as a great opportunity, not just, you know, to win the points in those games, but for the golden boot as well. So we might see a France team who are a little bit top heavy during the group stage with with far more quality up front and, and the, the uncertainty at the back. So that might be, I think, when we get into the group betting once the tournament's underway, something certainly to look at in France's games against, as I say, against those two weaker sides. Just looking at Denmark next, Stephen, just looking at the prices as well, we will compile our notes over the course of the last few days. And it does appear to me that Denmark have been back to win the group as well here. I mean, they are uh, plus 250 um, to get the better of France and top of the section. Um, we've been down on France and what we've said to a certain extent over the last few minutes. So give us the positives with Denmark here. Well, unlike France, we certainly know how Denmark are going to be set, setting up tactically under their excellent manager. And it's going to be a 3-4-3 system, Dan. Um, it might tweak slightly, but we're going to basically have three central defenders. We're going to have a wing-back system. And it's something that's worked really, really well for them in the last two or three years. I've got to say, this team is probably the only thing perhaps it's lacking is a top-quality centre-forward. At the moment, they're looking at the likes of Kasper Dolberg, Andreas Skovolsen at Club Bruges. He's had a great season, but he's more really of a right-winger. So he's sort of, you know, he's going to play up front for them maybe a slightly on a wider tangent there but they're very well drilled tactically and i think there's a bit of i think they're going to be really fired up for this tournament you know they they missed out painfully in the last uh, euros to, to england unluckily yeah they played very well and sometimes you've got to suffer defeat haven't you to really go to the next level but they're really fired up off the field um i think they really want to make the point in this world cup and they've got a great um collective unit team spirit some the sum of the team is almost better than the individuals, but obviously in Christian Eriksen they've got a fantastic playmaker, and you know if you look at you know some of the other shows uh, I mentioned Casper Schmeichel a few others did as well I think in goal he is a candidate certainly for the Golden Glove going forward some underrated players like Delaney, and you know Joachim uh, Mahler at left wing back there he he's sensational so the system is really good it can allow them to be very strong defensively but also. You know, going forward in the final third, they can be lethal on the break, but also with possession football. So all, all round, a great unit. And like I say, for the group winner, I, I can't get away from them at plus 250. I think they're a fantastic uh, prices. They've topped their qualifying group, eight clean sheets as well. But maybe, James, just a slight question mark about who's going to score goals if they are to go deep into the tournament. That is, I think, the weakness here. Um yeah, fans of French football will have watched Casper Dolberg at Nice uh, when he was there and he, he did struggle for patches. Um, but I think, you know, they're one of those teams who have shared the goals around in their team and it's not been as much of a weakness as it, as it might be um, for, for another, another team at this tournament. Um, I, I want to go back briefly to something Steve mentioned when we were looking at France. He did point out that Denmark had recently beaten France in Paris. And it is worth just dwelling on on that match, I think, for a minute. It was back in June of this year, so it's not even that long ago. And it was France 1, Denmark 2. If you look at the France team that played that night, 10 of the players that started for France in that match where they lost at home to Denmark are in the World Cup squad. And the one that isn't in the World Cup squad that played that, that, that night was N'Golo Kante, who's injured. So in other words, France put out a really strong team that night and got beaten by Denmark and you know that's within the last six months 
So if you take that into account, you take into account the fact that Denmark did get to the the semi-finals of, of Euro 2020, which of course was only last year. There's every reason to think that I think within the Danish camp, I don't think they'll see themselves particularly as underdogs in this group. I think they'll feel that the gap between themselves and France is actually not very big. And yeah, if you go back and look at the prices uh, to win the group, France minus 215 to win the group, Denmark plus 250. Is the gap in quality between the teams really as big as those prices suggest? I would suggest it's not. And I think the recent evidence of um, of Denmark's form against good teams like France would say that it, the gap isn't that big. So, yeah, you're right. I think centre-forward is a question and it'll be interesting to see how they how they deal with that during the group stages, whether they maybe rotate up front and try a few options and, and hope somebody emerges. But the rest of the side is very, very solid. You've got a lot of very, very good players in this Denmark team with with great international experience now. So, yeah, I think they'll look at this group and they'll be they'll be pretty confident that they've they've got just as good a chance of, as France of, of winning it. I think. Well, Denmark are plus two fifty to win the group, and from the boys here, it would suggest to me it's one of the best bets and certainly very very strong selection. So, if you're looking for a group winner here, we are opposing France, and we like Denmark. We both we all think that they're going to both qualify. There are two other nations in the section, of course, and there are always bets to be had here. You can back teams uh, to finish bottom. And if you look on the Bet Rivers website, you will see a whole manner of different bets in terms of how many points, how many goals teams will get in their respective sections. So we've got to talk about Tunisia and Australia. So we'll bring uh, Stephen first about uh, Tunisia, because I just thought on the face of it, Tunisia, France, th there might be something in that that might be difficult for France. It might be better from Tunisia. Then I started to look at the Tunisia squad and I was struggling to really um, name any of them off the top of my head. And if Wabi Kasri is playing in attack for them, I know that they've not got a particularly strong unit this time around. They are uh, plus 550 to win the group. If you want to back them to finish bottom, they are plus 115. Australia plus 100 are the favourites. Give us your thoughts on, on Tunisia, Steve. I'll give you some advice here, Dan. Um, you don't want to watch them play. They're an awful watch. They're a very boring team. They're known for being very, very defensive in every major tournament, including African nations. And it, it kind of annoys me that they always seem to qualify for World Cups. And the African qualifying system is completely wrong, in my opinion. The second and, best, uh, second and third best teams in Africa are not even here. Egypt and Nigeria. Um, it's groups and then a two-legged uh, playoff, isn't it? It does my head in. And the reason they got here is they, they beat Mali on aggregate 1-0. One 1-0 nil. One nil away win and then 0-0 nil nil at home. They're usually very, very strong at home in the qualifying. It's a fortress. Uh, and uh, if the African Nation Cup is ever held in Tunisia, they probably win it. So they're a boring team. 4-3-3 uh, three, three sort of setup, 4-5-1 sort of setup. Key man is probably the veteran Youssef um, Msakani. He actually plays in Qatar, so he might he, he's going to know these conditions, so that might be an advantage for them. But I don't expect him to score many goals. Really, the key match for, for both them and Australia is the second match of the group game and when they play against each other. And that is going to be at a one o'clock local time. I personally believe that is a massive candidate for an under, potentially a draw. If someone wins it, it's probably 1-0. And that's going to decide who finishes bottom of the group, potentially. Um, obviously, if it ends a draw, then we're looking at goal difference. And yeah, for Tunisia, you know what you're going to get with them. Um, they're quite predictable. They're not going to offer much. It's going to be solid. They're, you know, the, the nation will be very happy if they just put up a good fight and, uh, and don't lose by many goals, really. And uh, they're going to be my pick to finish bottom of the group, plus 115, just based on 
slightly a bit more value. James, and I think you're thinking the same way as well, aren't you, when it comes to Tunisia? Yes, I am thinking the same way. I don't see a great deal between Tunisia and Australia. And yeah, Tunisia are the bigger price of the two to finish bottom. So that's my thinking there. I think we do know what we'll expect from them. They'll be quite defensive side. Everything about their record suggests that they're going to play uh, a pretty defensive style of football, which is is both stylistically what they want to do, but it's also through lack of quality really at the other end of the pitch. I think they will struggle to score against Denmark and against France. Steve's mentioned how they got here. They beat Mali over two legs to qualify, uh, 1-0 on aggregate. The one the one goal they scored was an own goal and they played against 10 men in that match for, for quite a long period of time. So are they actually good enough to have qualified out of uh, the African section? Well, they, they always do seem to get here, but they are a weak side on paper. So I think when you're taking a group like this where you've got two strong teams and two weaker teams, you're looking for reasons why the, the longer-priced weaker sides might cause an upset. Obviously, they're available at big odds. And I think with Tunisia, it's very difficult to make a case for them uh, actually challenging to get through the group. Uh, so then it will be a case of looking at the odds, really, I think, with Tunisia on a game-by-game -game basis and seeing you know, what the best value might be. And I think, as I say, stylistically, they're going to be, we're fairly confident, a, a very defensive side. So the onus really in the two games that they face against France and Denmark will be on France and Denmark to to try and open them up. And I think Tunisia will, will look to hold on as long as they can. So that might lean towards, as Steve has said, the unders markets. Um, depending where the line is on those. But in terms of the group markets, yeah, the value really, I think, with Tunisia is to look at them to finish bottom of this group rather than to consider them as maybe caught in an upset and qualifying because I just cannot see that happening. Yeah, watch out for the match-by-match -match markets. Both teams to score no, uh, just one from eight in qualifying, obviously, including that playoff against Mali. They are not a team that are going to score an awful lot of goals. And we mentioned the way that they managed to get here via first a group stage and then that playoff stage. Well, for Australia, Steve, it was very similar because they had to go through various different playoffs to make it through. It would suggest to me that this Australian vintage is not necessarily a good one. Yeah, they only finished third in their uh, Asian uh, final group, actually, uh, Dan, here. 15 points in that group, not particularly great record. And then had to get past the United Arab Emirates in a playoff match, and then Peru on penalties after a 0-0 draw. And Australia... One thing I'll say about them, you think about just Australian sports in general. They're very plucky, spirited. They want to do their nation proud. I think they're going to have a little little bit more ambition than Tunisia. I was reading some of the interviews before this World Cup, and they, they want to get out of the group stage. Now, that, for me, is a bit far-fetched, but they want, say, a bit more ambition. And whether that helps them or not, I'm not sure. But I, if I had to pick a winner in the match against Tunisia, I would go Australia. I think they've got a little bit more about them. Um, you know, the manager's Graham Arnold. We're thinking it's going to be a 4 2 3 1 system, probably fairly defensive, but they will offer a bit more on the counter attack than Tunisia. So I like them a little bit more because they've got more ambition. That's why I'm leaning towards this Tunisia to finish bottom at a bigger price, plus 115. Uh, and as far as Australia is concerned, um, James, can you see them grabbing third if, if that's the thing to grab? How do you assess Graham Arnold's side? Yeah, I think they can. And I think, as I say, um, they, they've got a little bit, you know, maybe more um, about them. In terms of the prices, the the, the teams are very, talking about Australia, Tunisia, the teams are very level, but the prices might lean towards Australia uh, being a better bet to finish third. One thing I would say about Australia, I, I do think their opening match against France is very, very interesting because 
as Steve has said, they've got a little bit more ambition about the way they'll play than Tunisia. And I think they'll also be a little bit more aggressive, a bit more physically aggressive. I think they'll try and get about France a little bit more in that opening game. Uh, there's a bit more of that type of spirit, I think, about how this Australia team are going to approach uh, the two matches in the group where they're underdogs against France and Denmark. And I think the game against France comes at a good time for Australia, given that it's the first game for those two teams in the group. Because as we know, France are going into this tournament with, with injury problems. We don't yet know how they're going to set up tactically. I think Australia potentially can play on that and get about France a little bit and trouble them. And, um, you know, we've seen teams do that to France in group stages before at World Cups. Um, and um, and it's been a problem for them. Let's not forget they actually they met in the group stages four years ago, these two sides. They were both uh, in the same pool uh, in the last World Cup, and France actually struggled to win that game. So Australia do have recent history of causing France some problems in group stages. Um, so, yeah, on the outright markets, I don't think uh, there are bets to try to get out of this group. I don't think they'll be good enough to do that. But I do think on that opening game against France, where France are likely to be be strong favourites to get all three points, I think the way Australia will approach that game might make them uh, worth looking at on the handicap markets because they, they, they could cause France some problems. So for me at the moment with Australia, that really... Um, might be a better way of playing them in the group stages than actually on the outright markets. Yeah, 2-1 uh, for France when they met four years ago. And let's just remind you of the boys' uh, selections here because there's a lot of agreement. You would have thought that these two do a show together each week for Bet Rivers, wouldn't you? Um, they both like Denmark to win the group, uh, plus 250, and Tunisia to finish bottom, uh, minus 115. And James, you've got one more bet for us before we let you go. And this is uh, France's group stage points total and uh, you've picked out a couple of numbers here so i'm guessing split your stakes explain all yeah that's right so there are bets available on uh, you can back teams to win a certain number of points in the group stage and i'm back in france to win six points and seven points so you're absolutely right you would split your stakes you put half your stakes on france to win six points and half your stakes on France to win um, seven points. And if if one of them comes in, you'll make a profit. And the thinking here, Dan, really, is that France actually struggled to get maximum points in their group stages. Um, they've not done that at the last um, at the last five World Cups. They tend to drop points somewhere along the line. And Didier Deschamps, manager, uh, as as manager, tends to be quite pragmatic. So if they did, for example, have six points on the board or they qualified after two games, I think he's very likely to rotate and weaken the side. He would have no problem at all with France qualifying in first place with six points or seven points. He will not be focused on getting three wins out of three. Um, so I think that does lend itself towards France potentially not getting maximum points here. And, and with this bet, as long as one of the two came in, uh, that's France to get six points or seven points, then you would end up with quite a good profit. James, uh, enjoyed your preview of the group. Wish you well. We'll speak again soon, pal. Cheers. Speak soon, Dan. Uh, that's James Eastham and Steve in the studio. Steve, many thanks for your contribution as well. No problem, Dan. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, good stuff, uh, Steve and James there when it comes to uh, all things France. But Denmark, as we know, we think are going to win it. We think that's the value bet when it comes to this particular group. Stay across all of our content via at because we win that's our twitter handle many more shows to take in ahead of the world cup finals getting underway thanks for listening to betting weekly extra time on the bet rivers network